Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Teen Titans. we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 5, titled Fear Itself. Yet another excellent episode! My god, this episode, it's easily one of the highlights of the season for me. This is in the upper echelon of Season 2, for sure. Uh, Definitely in the top 25%. At the very, very least of all Teen Titans episodes, it ranks very, very highly. It is an amazing episode that works so, so perfectly on so many levels for a whole bunch of reasons. So, first off, this episode introduces one of my favorite side villains in all of Teen Titans, Control Freak. That fat piece of shit (laughs) is... A really, really good villain is a really, really good bit antagonist who just shows up, causes chaos, and then leaves. Uh, And the reason I think he works so well is because he's literally the poster child for toxic fandom, basically. Like, he's just a dude who watches way too many movies way too much TV, puts way too much stock in all of that, uh, feels this sense of entitlement around it, and then basically uses an excuse to cause all this chaos and just F shit up with his magic remote. Like, basically... (laughs) Basically, if I woke up tomorrow and said, you know what? I kind of want to become a supervillain. This is very close to the type of supervillain I would be. This is very close (laughs) to the type of antagonist I would become. Uh, Disturbingly so, almost. Like, he is such a a good side villain. He is such a good filler villain. He shows up a couple times throughout this series... And he is really, really great every single time. He's really, really good every single time he shows up. Uh, And we get an excellent sequence of him in the opening of this episode. Uh, A really cool extended action sequence that's so cleverly handled uh, in this video rental store where Control Freak is bringing every single element of the video rental store to life. Uh, And as someone who was born... 
just early enough to see the final days <laughs> of Blockbuster. Like, because I was... I was part of, like, a sub-generation that didn't live in a world without the internet long enough to identify that as, like, a big turning point. But we... We were, like, this sub-generation that I'm talking about, we were born just in time to see the final days of it. Like, when I was five years old, the transition was starting to happen. Uh, when I was ten, uh, we were very close to that transition uh, taking full effect. And by the time I was fifteen, like, rental stores? What? Who cares? Uh, everything's Netflix now. Like, I was born, like, I'm young enough so that I didn't spend decades before the internet. I'm young enough that I don't know a world without the internet, quote-unquote. Uh, but I'm old enough to know what non-internet services look like, basically. I'm in this weird, mushy middle area. Uh, I refer to myself as the last millennial. Uh, <laughs> uh but... So I basically, this is a long-winded way of saying, I kind of know basically the general layout of a video rental store. I know the general layout of a blockbuster or a family video. And every single element of this sequence was just like, oh yes, there's that, 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 that. Like, this is exactly how a rental store like, if you were in a rental store where everything was coming to life and attacking you, like, this is about the stuff that would come to life and attack you. This is about the stuff that you would have to dodge and duck and weave through. Uh, and it's absolutely delightful, especially as, like, a film nerd such as myself. Uh, it's delightful to see this type of sequence, to see all these elements of the video rental store come to life. I especially love when Cyborg is attacked by the evil candy. <laughs> he, the evil candy bites him back, and then eventually he's like, Oh, you're gonna bite? Well, I'm gonna bite you! And then, like, just eats handfuls of the evil candy, and then throws up immediately. <laughs> Which, in hindsight, not the best thing to watch if you're just coming off of a stomach bug, as I am, but, damn. <laughs> it's still funny. And by the way, that persists throughout the entire episode. When we get to the movie night, uh, Starfire is, like, offering to the grease snacks, and I was like, no, get them away. <laughs> Starfire's talking about the hot dog documentary. I had no idea so many humans ate pigs and insects. Because I put barfs behind the couch. <laughs> oh, it's such a funny recurring joke that comes with that one very creative moment. Uh, eventually, they're able to take Control Freak down. Eventually, they're able to take his remote, remove his power. Um, they're able to turn him in. But... In the midst of all this, Beast Boy is able to rent this film called Wicked Scary. Which leads to the meat of this episode. All the Titans sit down, they have a movie night, they watch Wicked Scary. 
it's wicked scary. And this creates an amazing arc specifically for Raven. Because remember, she doesn't do feelings. She doesn't do emotions. She's stoic. She's deadpan. Uh, She refuses to acknowledge that she has any type of emotion. And that includes fear. So she watches this scary movie along with everyone else. Everyone's freaking mortified. And then you get this moment where you see everyone has those like anime shock faces like at the very, very end. But then Raven sort of turns away and looks back deadpan. And Raven's like, I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared. And then they all go to sleep. Someone screams. All the Titans wake up to check out where the screams coming from. Where the screams coming from. And then the villain from the horror movie they just watched, as well as all these other uh, creatures, start attacking. And from then on, this episode literally becomes a horror movie. It's literally a horror movie starring the Teen Titans. Uh, You can tell the writers have such a brilliant understanding of horror movie tropes. You have that whole uh, sequence of (laughs) of Beast Boy objecting to splitting up. Wait, split up? Did you just wa- did you watch the movie we just saw? Splitting up's a terrible idea. The monster will come and get you one at a time, starting with the good-looking funny one, me. <laughs> and they absolutely get the order right too, like starting with the comic relief and then going down from there. Like it- it's the perfect order of characters to go. Uh, they even have, a, like, a false scare moment in there with the stupid monkey. <laughs> oh, the monkey. Uh, but it's literally a horror movie from that point on, and it's genuinely terrifying. It's genuinely, like, even though this is a, this is an animated series meant for kids, it's genuinely terrifying. It's genuinely horrific and then like I said like Titans start dropping one after the other after the other Beast Boy starts then Robin drops as soon as he's like I know who's doing this that's basically what happens Uh, then Starfire goes by the way they literally go into the basement God, (laughs) these writers know what they're doing. They know their shit with uh, the horror movie tropes. Uh, They go in the basement, and that's a great sequence, and Starfire goes then. uh, And then Cyborg goes when Raven has her back turned, and then she's alone. And the entire time Raven's saying, I'm not scared, 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 I'm not scared. And notice, 
and man, this becomes painfully clear on rewatch. Notice how every time Raven says, I'm not scared, that's when the monsters attack. Like, literally every time. Literally every time she says that, the monster shows up. It's such perfect writing. So, Raven's alone. Still denying her fear. Running from these monsters without anyone. She gets cornered. And then says, after saying over and over and over again, I'm not afraid, 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 I'm not afraid. She says, no, I am afraid. But that doesn't mean I can't fight back. And then Raven just shows this immense display of power that wipes everything out. And then we get the ending where we reveal what the hell just happened. By the way, totally forgot to mention throughout this that Raven had no powers throughout the entire ordeal. We didn't know why her powers were gone. But Robin figured out and is now telling us, Hey, so um, Raven was super scared, but she wasn't admitting it. She was keeping it bottled up. She was keeping it uh, forced down. So the fear found another way out. And created these nightmarish monsters that weren't really there. That's why Raven's powers were gone the entire time. That's why the monster showed up every time she denied her fear verbally. And then when Raven admitted to herself that she was, in fact, scared, she retook control and was able to wipe out this threat. All of this was Raven's powers overloading on the power of her unadmitted fear. Yes! Oh, that is so amazing. And also, like, the genesis for this arc is so relatable. Like, we've all seen a super scary horror movie, then went home, crashed, and just had a nightmare. We've all experienced that. Anyone who says they haven't is flat out lying to you. Hell, I've had that. Uh, I I was very young. I watched uh, some movies that had some imagery I was not ready for. And then I I just, the the anxious kid that I was went, every night when I went to bed. (laughs) That's a bit of an exaggeration, but you get the point. Like, I've, I've had that. Literally everyone has had that at some point in their life. So it's so easy to relate to. And it also relates so perfectly to Raven's overall character arc, uh, where she is very closed off, very enigmatic, and very 
deadpan, very reserved. Uh, we talked about this before, but she doesn't do feelings. Uh, we talked about why in the Puppet King episode. Uh, because Raven's powers are fueled by emotion, and if she feels too much, she loses control. Guess what? She just lost control. <laughs> and created a living nightmare uh, with these horrible nightmare beasts uh, that just crawled out of her brain because she wouldn't admit to herself that she was scared. It's so perfect. It's so well written and adds so much depth to Raven as a character. Yet another reason why Raven is the best of the Titans by a long shot. It's so, so magnificent. This is such an amazing episode. Such an amazing story. I love it so goddamn much. It's it's a brilliant, brilliant episode that easily, like, is in the upper echelon of this season. Uh, if not the series as a whole. Uh, if you like this... Favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's the simplest just to push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 6. Talk to you then.